You're listening to Financial Insights, a podcast that helps investors through the difficult maze of financial planning and saving for retirement. I'm Brian Ullman, and I'm a financial advisor and certified financial planner at Ford Financial Group. And together with some guests and other advisors at my firm, we're talking about the issues and questions relating to finance that face our clients every day. All right, you're probably getting a twofer this week. I know we're we're gonna we're this episode is either early for this week or late for last week, and I'll tell you why. The answer is because my kids were on spring break last week, which pretty much puts me on spring break last week. Uh, but that's okay. Markets are still sorting themselves out, and that's kind of what we're gonna talk about today. Uh, we're talking about stocks and recessions, the market. And, and the economy working together. I think there's so much confusion that goes on about uh, a recession and markets. And I think some investors get confused about whether the market dropping causes a recession or a recession causes the market to drop or if a recession is on the way, that means the market's headed down. Not always true. Um, you know, there, there's some correlation, but it's not it's not just so straightforward. Uh, but first, one of the things I fail to do, and I think every podcast episode we've ever posted, is remind you that if you are listening to this and you're not subscribed to our podcast, go and hit go ahead and hit the subscribe button. Uh, if you're new here, welcome. If you listen a lot, welcome back. Um, you know, we we have seen the podcast grow over the recent months, and so uh, if you are listening to this just because you're an investor and you you like some kind of different commentary, uh, go ahead and and hit the subscribe button on Spotify. Uh, what are we on? Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcast. We're everywhere you listen to a podcast. So. Um, with that out of the way, let's dig into it because later this week we're going to be talking with Ryan Louie, uh, who's another advisor at our office, um, kind of talking about some different things that are going on. But for today, we're going to talk about a little bit about the relationship between a recession and the stock market because last week the Federal Reserve released the minutes from its March 21st and 22nd Federal Open Market Committee meeting. And in, there's a section that summarizes the staff projections. And to the surprise of some, the staff explicitly forecasted a recession. So what they say? Well, they said, given their assessment of the potential economic effects in the recent banking sector developments, we're talking about the Silicon Valley Bank stuff, the staff's projection at the time of the March meeting included a mild recession starting later this year with a recovery over the subsequent two years. Well, that's not a whole lot different from what's been said over... Um, Gosh, the last what? How long have we, people been predicting a recession? Now, I it's it's been going on for some time. Um, but I think the important, not that this is well, it was surprising to some to hear from the Federal Reserve. But I don't think that the context of this, if someone walked up to you on the street and said, "Yeah, there's probably going to be a recession in the second half of the year," it wouldn't knock you over. And, but there are a few things to keep in mind here, uh, just because this is coming from the Federal Reserve staff uh, that. Uh, a projection is only their base case scenario. The consensus base case for Bloomberg surveyed economists has also been that the recession is more likely than not. But that's been going on for some time. <laughs> and so the Fed's the call by the Fed staff is, is no surprise, like I said. Um, but having a recession is a base case and is by no means a lock. We can't say, oh, well, now that the Federal Reserve has said it, this is, this is absolutely going to happen. 
They're projecting just like everybody else is. And then the staff play an important role in supporting policymakers, but they're not the policymakers themselves. And those are the more important opinions that need to be analyzed, I think. So when we're looking at Fed policymakers, they've actually been more careful about how they talk about the likelihood for recession. Without saying it directly, though, even their projections kind of imply recessions more likely than not over the rest of the year. And the FOMC participants' median forecast for 2023 economic growth uh, and changes in the unemployment rate that were updated in March are consistent with a recession in the second half of the year. Although the dot plot isn't so much. We won't get into the dot plot today, but this is... It's getting the attention from everybody, even though the staff was more explicit versus the Fed policymakers. So with recession risks getting more attention in the wake of the FOMC minute release, I think it's important for us to highlight some important characteristics of market behavior around recessions and some unusual features of this current market if a recession were to be on the horizon like so many people, including the Fed, is predicting. So the first here, we're going to kind of roll through six items here, but one is kind of a summary of two. Yeah, we'll just get into it. So the first thing is that it's, it has widely been reported. The S&P 500 lows have always occurred after the start of a recession. This goes back all the way to 1937. And this has actually led to rising concerns that the in of the, that the uh, rising concerns that the increased likelihood of a recession is also increasing the risk of a new bear market low. Does this mean we're going to return to the October lows? Well, some people think so um, because we, if we are not at a recession yet and S&P 500 lows occur at the start of a recession, well, you can kind of put that together. If the start of the recession is in the second half of the year, maybe we're going to see uh, new lows in the S&P 500. So that's a possibility. But it's important, this is the second point here, is that it's important to keep in mind that recession declines are not always all that steep. We've seen a bias towards reporting only the size of recession declines during a bear market, but that's deceptive, even if we're already in a bear market. Typical market behavior during recessions need to include all recessions. We can't just cherry pick the nasty ones. So the median decline in the price index of the S&P 500 during recessions has been just short of 24%, 23.9% which takes me to point number three, the current 25.4 maximum decline of the bear market uh, so far to date, at least from the January 3rd, 2022 all-time high is already greater than the median decline for all recessions. So takes me to point number four. If we get a recession in the second half of the year, the S&P 500 would have peaked earlier compared to the start of recession than for they would have peaked earlier compared to the start of the recession than for any recession in the look back period. So it's been, let me clarify here. It's been 465 days since the last S and P 500 index all time price high on January 3rd of last year, by the start of the second half of the year, it will have been 544 days. No other recession has seen the index peak more than 400 days before the recession began. So, this is point number five. If we combine the previous two points, I guess if we if you're keeping score at home, if we have a recession at this point, it would have been the most anticipated recession going back to 1937 by a solid margin, primarily from the perspective of the time since the last peak. 
but also reasonably also be based on price decline. So it's not surprising, given the primary cause of this recession were to occur, that the Fed's well-telegraphed efforts to control inflation were kind of the cause here. And so um, from that perspective, getting a new S&P 500 low, even if we were to have a, a recession, would actually be more surprising uh, than expected. So is it priced in? I, it's hard to say. If we used a rough but kind of inaccurate definition of a recession as two consecutive quarters of economic contraction and just say for argument's sake that we had a recession in the first half of 2022, this is we're coming up with a bit of a hypothetical here, right? It, so if we were in the first half of 2022, we have a recession there. So this is a year ago now the bear market would look entirely consistent with history. February 2022 would have probably been called the peak of the expansion, pulling, putting the start of the first full recessionary month month in March of 2022. And then so the market low in the middle of October of 2022 would have taken place 225 days after the start of the recession, which would already have been a little bit longer than average, but totally within the realm of normal. And the S&P 500 decline would be almost exactly the same as median for the recession. So in other words, you could view last year's declines as a typical recessionary bear market. One of the things I hate to hear the most in investing, and maybe in everything, is that this time it's different. It's it's a warning in the investing world that is thrown around often, rarely true. We're no smarter than we were in the past. We're no less greedy than we were in the past. But in the current context, that phrase been, has been often used to caution a recession would likely come with a new market low. And the problem, I guess, with this argument is that this time has already been different. You know, we we are living through historic times, as we have all gotten sick of saying. So saying we, saying we may not hit a new bear market low, even if we get a mild reception, is just simply paying attention to some of those differences. Now, the risk of a new bear market low certainly increases if we get a recession, economic uncertainty remains elevated, and of course, we can get into all of the the, the crises du jour of whether it's debt ceilings or wars in Europe or whatever it is. You know, you can always find a reason to be to be bearish and pessimistic, but for now, it's really possible uh, that a well telegraphed recession risk has already been meaningfully p- priced into markets. And that investors are now looking past a mild recession as inflation continues to fall. Um, you know, essentially, it this is we're not following the normal script because it's been so obvious that this is coming that investors have been able to price a recession in far, far earlier than they ever have been able to. Is this time different? We will only know after the fact. But I think some of these stats that I've rattled through today are worth paying attention to because I think we need to remain open to the possibility that the October lows may be behind us and that markets and investors have been forward-looking enough to price in a recession and that um, even though if we continue to cut sideways, which is really what some of the difficulty is today, that we may not get that big capitulation, that big flush at the bottom to clear everything out. We may just cut sideways until we get back to growth and inflation's under control, at which point 
maybe we can get above some of those resistance levels and turn them into support levels uh, in the S&P 500. We can only wait and see and wait and find out and be patient. Uh, but there is the recession is not a lock, but it's likely. And everybody and their dog has been saying it for some time. And so if we were to summarize here, there's a real possibility given how long this bear market's been going. There's a real possibility that markets have priced in the bad news. And so now we're going to start seeing investors bet on recovery. It's a whole nother podcast to talk about whether the Federal Reserve is going to cut rates in the second half. I do think some of the rally that we've had here is investors being not overly optimistic, but aggressively optimistic that the Federal Reserve is going to cut rates in the second half of the year. I, for one, am a bit skeptical. I think they'd like to let that 5% or 5.25% cook wherever we land with that terminal rate. So we'll just have to wait and see, and we'll do another one of these. So like I said, if you if you like listening to these podcasts and you've listened to this one uh, in the past, but you haven't subscribed, take the time, subscribe. Uh, we'll keep cranking out these, we'll try and get these out once a week. Uh, we've got some other seminars and webinars coming up over the summertime in between games of tennis and for some pickleball. Either way, I'm going to leave it there. If you have questions about your portfolio or what this means for your investments, you can always email us at info at FordFG.com. My name is Brian Ullman. I look forward to talking to you in the next one. The advisors with Ford Financial Group are registered representatives with and securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA and SIPC. Investment advice is offered through Perennial Investment Advisors, a registered investment advisor. Ford Financial Group and Perennial Investment Advisors are separate entities from LPL. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Stock investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. The economic forecasts set forth in this podcast may not develop as predicted. Ford Financial Group, Perennial Investment Advisors, and LPL Financial do not provide tax or legal advice or services. This information is not intended as a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security referred to herein.